Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, sophomore defenseman of the Clarkson men's hockey team, Dustin McFall, joins the show. Dustin is a six-round draft pick of the Boston Bruins. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Dustin, and thank you so much for coming on. How's everything going? It's good, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day and allowing me to come up on here. No problem. I appreciate you taking time out of your day and coming on. Uh, what have you been up to since your season ended a couple of months ago? Anything interesting? Uh, no, not really. I'm back in Ontario. Uh, we're currently in lockdown, so um, you know it's time for me to you know, focus on school, get that taken care of, and uh, work out as much as I can at my house. You know, I don't have all the fancy stuff that you know every gym has, but I'm doing the best I can here. Take care of my body and get ready for next year. Yeah, how do you deal with all the challenges of having less ice time and having gym time being limited as well, preparing for next year? Uh, you know, kind of handle it one step at a time. It's hard at times. Um, obviously, most summers, you know, the gyms are always open. There's open ice all the time, especially in Canada. So um, it's definitely a lot different in the summer. You know, I miss being at the rink. Um, so we're just taking it step by step. Um, we're working through ways to, you know, get back in the gym as fast as possible, but in a safe manner as well. Yeah, and uh, what are your off-season plans? What do you hope to work on regarding your game uh, preparing for next year? Uh, there's a few things that I want to focus on. Um, obviously, my shot. Um, you know, I want to be able to help out my team as much as possible in the offensive zone. Um, so that's a big factor for me working on my shot my offensive game, uh, the blue line, and then the finer details of the game, you know, defensively having a good stick. Um, and that's one thing about not having ice that's going to be hard, you know, those those uh, days where you can get some battles in before the season starts. So that's just going to be a big adjustment, but we're going to work through it and uh, get back to school. Hopefully we can get fine-tuned pretty fast. Yeah, and how's online school been like for yourself? How has that been? How have you been adjusting to that, I guess? It's good. Um, you know, our campus decided to go with a hybrid approach. So we're online and in person at times. So, um, you know, it's similar to last year when we went completely online. So it wasn't a big shock. Um, pretty similar to last year. And uh, honestly, I kind of like it. You kind of work through your courses when it works for you. So it's kind of nice in that sense. Yeah, the one thing I don't like about online classes is just the Zoom breakout rooms, just because they're super awkward and it's hard to get work done, especially if you need those participation points. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, sometimes those can get awkward and it's just dead silence. So. Yeah, but I want to transition a little bit and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and work all the way up to where you are now with Clarkson. So you're from Waterdown, Ontario. Uh, How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Um, come from somewhat of a hockey family, you know, my dad played, my older brother, five years older, was a goalie. So, um, you know, I was always at the rink watching him play and, uh, something that I picked up at a young age and just kind of fell in love, love being around the rink. Who was your favorite player growing up? I was a big Ovechkin fan, which is kind of funny because I'm a defenseman myself, but I just thought he was electrifying. Like every time he touched the puck, something big was happening. So, he was always uh, one of my favorites growing up. Nice. And what's your favorite celly that he's ever pulled during a game? Uh, most memorable one would probably be you know, the, the hot stick where he got down and mm-hmm. was pretending that his stick was on fire. So that one was funny, but he's had a, he's had a couple crazy ones. 
I just like the regular one where he just slams in the glass with all the fans like banging it. Those are that's the best one in my opinion, especially when those playoff games were going on with the Penguins back in the day. That was electric. Yeah, exactly. He's got some good ones for sure. Now, before Clarkson, you played for the Pickering Panthers in the OJHL. Uh, talk about your experience there, and how'd you get the opportunity to go to the OJHL? Uh, yeah, I finished minor hockey. Played major midget in uh, Niagara Falls, which is kind of close to my hometown. Um, got scouted by Pickering. Uh, I was kind of weighing between playing junior A or junior B, and I decided that was the best option for me. So I went there for my first year. Uh, went pretty well. A lot of ups and downs. We had a pretty good team. Uh, I think we could have went fairly deep my first year, but we ran into a hot Wellington Dukes team, and you know they ended up going to the RBC Cup. So um, first year was amazing, and uh, my second year is deciding between going to the USHL or staying there. And I decided to stay in Pickering. I was familiar with it. I thought it was the best for me. So played my second year there, and then headed off to school. Yeah, what's it like playing in the OJHL? Because I know there's a lot of different junior leagues in Canada. There's the CCHL, there's the BCHL, and there's the AJHL. What makes the OJHL different between those other leagues? Um, you know, I don't think it's very much different. I think they have a lot of teams in the OJ right now. Um, I think that makes, you know, maybe some of the leagues out west a bit more competitive just because they don't have as many teams, so you're getting the best of the best all the time. But uh, I think the OJ is still a great league to develop. Uh, it's good for young guys who want to, you know, take the next step in their hockey career. Now, how did playing for Pickering help prepare you for college hockey with Clarkson? Um, well, at the time, I was, you know, I hadn't really filled into my body. So guys, guys were bigger than me still. Um, so... There's obviously that challenge of just playing with bigger guys, faster guys, which is common for any player making the junior step. And then, um, you know, after about midway through my first year, I was getting a good amount of ice time. And I think that really helped, you know, just playing all types of minutes, uh, every situation possible. So I think that helped a lot. Um, my second year in Pickering, I put a big emphasis on making my defensive game a lot stronger and being hard to play against. And I think that really translated to college well for me. Now I want to talk about the draft for, draft for a little bit. You were drafted by the Bruins in 2018. What was your draft day experience like? And when did you find out you were going to Boston? Uh, my draft day was kind of odd. Uh, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't celebrating the draft or anything. Um, I had my girlfriend over. We were celebrating our uh, graduation that was coming up. Uh, so we were actually having just our families over for a little graduation party. And then um, I watched the draft the first couple of rounds uh, just because I knew a couple of guys that possibly would have went. So I wanted to see where they were going. And then, you know, a couple hours later after watching, I get a phone call and um, from my agent saying I was taken in the sixth round. And you know, it was just it was a surreal feeling. I remember just getting up and giving my mom a huge hug, giving all my family hugs. It was just, crazy moment I'll remember it for the rest of my life yeah and I'm a huge Bruins fan myself and I know a lot of my friends that listen to this podcast are big Bruins fans so for fans that haven't seen you play before describe your game to them and what do you hope to bring to Boston in a few years yeah I think I'm a I'm a bigger body uh, I've got some length uh, I rely on my skating a lot and like sadly uh, the defensive zone is something that I want to dominate I want to take care of it all the time 
And as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm still fine-tuning my offensive game. I, I want to incorporate that, but right now I'm a puck-moving defenseman, can shut it down, and hopefully we'll make steps in the offensive zone. Yeah, what's the process like for getting selected in the NHL draft? Uh, the process, um, I don't really know. I went through a, you know, a couple interviews before the draft. Um, nothing crazy. Talked to a couple teams and, uh, you know, I, I, I had no, I wasn't expecting to be taken. Um, it was kind of either it happened or it didn't. So, uh, you know, when I got that phone call, it was, it was amazing, like I said, but I didn't really have a process going into it. No. And what's the communication like between yourself and the Bruins during a college hockey season? Like what does Don Sweeney try to tell you, I guess, during the season? Yeah, I, I don't usually talk to Don directly. I mean, he's he's a busy guy. He's got to focus on his team, exactly. But uh, I'm in touch with uh, a couple people frequently in the Bruins organization. Um, obviously, with COVID happening, you know, they weren't able to get to any games this year, really. But um, my first year, you know, they were at a handful of games, watched a couple, and I talked to them after. And, you know, this past year, just over the phone, um, keeping in touch how the season's going, how it's progressing, how it's feeling. So we're in contact quite a bit, and uh, we just try and, you know, keep that open communication back and forth. Now, what are those development camps like that you got to participate in, and what was the coolest thing you got to do when you were down there? Because I know some of the prospects get to do batting practice at Fenway. That seems pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, they're exciting. It's uh, you know, You're with a bunch of guys that you never really met before, and, uh, you're all going there for the same purpose to, uh, you know, show your talents and show your best of yourself to the organization. So um, it's a great time. It's competitive. And like you said, those those hours away from the rink, they make them as fun as possible. In my first year we went to, uh, we went and watched a game at Fenway. And then the second year, like you said, we did the batting practice. That was incredible. Um, obviously, everyone wants to go hit a couple um hit a couple balls at Fenway so uh just amazing and you know we did a bunch of other stuff that they just try and make it as enjoyable of a week as it can be and then you focus on hockey when you're at the rink yeah what was your swing like did you get to hit any home runs or were you close to it at least uh let's say I'll just say I wouldn't be playing baseball for a profession Now, I want to transition a little bit and talk about your time with Clarkson. So what was your recruitment process like, and what made you want to go to Clarkson? Yeah, I uh, after a game in Newmarket, I talked to the former assistant coach of Clarkson, Phil Waugh, and um, you know, he said they were interested. Um, we talked for a little bit that week, and I ended up deciding later – you know, early the next week that I was interested. I, that's where I wanted to go to school. Um, it was an easy choice for me. It's pretty close to home. Um, great academics and top college for hockey in the States. So it was really an easy choice for me. And um, no, I, I would never change my mind. And what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game or just the mental side of the game since you're making quicker decisions with the puck, especially as a defenseman, since you're going against some of the best players in the world? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of factors. I think the speed was an adjustment. Um, I, th- I think the biggest one was um, the physicality. Uh, you don't realize you know, how big some of these guys are, 
how fast they're moving just by watching a game until you're really on the ice. Um, you know, especially at 18, 19 years old. And some of these guys are 25 my first year. Like, it was a big adjustment for sure. And um, you can feel the difference when they lean on you in the corners. It's a big adjustment for sure from junior. Now in your freshman season, your team was one of the best teams in the country. You were consistently ranked top 10 in the country. Uh, what was the key for maintaining that success throughout the regular season and trying to be a ranked team, especially your freshman year? Yeah, I think we were they were coming off a winning season, uh, winning the ECAC championship, um, going in the tournament and having heartbreaking loss. But we were an older team, and um, we knew who, what our identity was. You know, we were going to be hard to play against every night. We were going to be fast, and we were going to make plays as much as we could. And, um, you know, we kept that model the whole season, and I think that's what led to our success is every single night we knew who we were going to be. Now, how did you use the cancellation of the CAC playoffs your freshman year to help motivate yourself coming into your sophomore year this past season? Um, it was frustrating, I think. Um, I think, like I said, those guys winning, um, our whole motto was go back-to-back and, you know, go further than they did the year before. So to not get that opportunity, it was, it was a little heartbreaking. Um, but it's not like we were the only team that wasn't available or wasn't able to go and play. So I think it's one of those things you sit back and there's bigger issues going on in the world, things you can't control. And, you know, you just take the next summer, get prepared. And we tried to go back and do it again this year. It didn't happen. So, um, but yeah, as far as motivation, um, you always want to win championships. That's what it's all about. So. Yeah. Was it weird only playing three teams in your conference this year? It was definitely a little different. Um, you know, feel like it's a chess match by the third or fourth game because usually we only play twice. So uh, you get a better feeling for the teams. Um, you know, our, our coaches did a great job of changing up the game plans, um, you know, giving teams different looks when we were playing them. That way we're not stationary and they know exactly what we're doing. So I think, uh, I think we did a good job, um, best we could, to kind of give teams a a little bit of a change up from, you know, two weeks before when we played them. Yeah. How'd you prepare for opponents this year since you are playing basically the same teams almost every other weekend? Yeah. Um, you know, usually I, I think we do a lot more video in a regular season. Um, I know for the first weekend we played teams, you know, we did our regular video and then um, if we saw minor changes, we'd look at it again and, you know, we'd make the appropriate changes for, our systems to match theirs and to shut them down. So, um, you know, fairly similar, but just a little less video, I'd say. And we just made the slight adjustments that we needed to. Now, this year's college hockey season was very different due to the pandemic. What were some of the challenges you you faced personally and how did you try to overcome them? Um, yeah, there's, was, there's was a lot of challenges for everybody. I think, um, you know, some of the bigger ones was just, you know, working out with the mask on, skating with the mask on at times, um, you know, limited access to the rink at times because our women's team is also playing. So, um, so there's just slight adjustments that you had to make and kind of get accustomed to because at the end of the day, they, they weren't going to change anytime soon. So the faster you can get equipped to them, the better it is moving forward in the season. 
Yeah, and there was also a lot of schedule changes that happened throughout the regular season. How did you mentally stay prepared for all the postponements that happened to your schedule, and what was the key for maintaining flexibility uh, for this year? Uh, we try and play as much as we can. Um, uh, that's something that our team, we love to play. Our coaches, they love to play. So we're going to be ready no matter what. Um, and that's what happened a lot of times this year. You know, obviously some teams got shut down because of COVID and, um, you know, we were just ready to next team up. We were ready to go play them anywhere they were. We were going to travel anywhere. So, um, we, we practiced like regular. Um, we got ready for weekends and if team dropped out, we were going to look for a new game. So that's kind of how we approached it. And was an adjustment not playing in front of any fans this year as well? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, just the noise and, you know, hearing all the voices, whether it's home or away game, you know, especially home games, it was tough without our band and our students, because usually they play a big impact in our home games. Um, but yeah, it's just different and not, not having family and friends there is a big change. But um, like I said, you, you get used to it. Um, the first month was a little odd, but once you got adjusted to the new setting, it was okay. Now, three and three overtime was also introduced to college hockey this year. Uh, what was that like for yourself, having more space on the ice and having more offensive opportunities to score goals? Yeah, it was a, that was a big change for me because in junior we didn't, you know, we didn't play three on three either. Um, and then my first year of college, it was five on five. So um, I remember my first year overtime was a little stressful because you know it kind of feels like a playoff setting. Um, the freedom in the three on three is, it's fun. It makes the game interesting. I think it makes it fast. Um, it'll be good for fans when they're able to come back, it'll be enjoyable for them. And like you said, it opens up a lot of ice, makes playmaking a lot easier. And you kind of see the costs and risks of taking chances in three on three. Yeah. I heard you have to be a little more defensively minded in those three and three overtime situations, because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush. Is that something you notice being a part of them? Uh, yeah, in a way, I think, you know, you put three guys out there that manage the puck, um, you know, can play defense if they have to, but then you also want your offensive guys out there. So it's kind of a, you got to take uh, the benefits and the costs of each scenario and, you know, how risky you want to be in that scenario, whether you want to send two forwards or play 2D. Each coach is different. Each team's different. So it's uh, their decision. And you just you go out there and you try to make plays and win the game. Now, what was the biggest improvement you've made to your game this past year? Um, I think defensively it took a big step. I, my first year, you know, we had some older defensemen who played a lot of minutes. And that was a big thing for me this year. Um, I played heavier minutes in our D zone, um, off of D zone draws, penalty kill. I was playing some bigger minutes. And um, it was something that I was excited for going into the season because I, I thought that was a possibility that I'd be playing those those big uh, defensive role minutes. And, um, yeah, it was exciting. I was, I was really excited about the opportunity to do so and kind of prove that I can play those minutes and I can be hard to play against at the college level as well as like I tried to do in junior. So, Now, unfortunately, your season had to end early this year because of COVID. Uh, what was your reaction to that news and how did you handle it? Um, you know, I'm not going to go into extreme depth about the scenario. Um, 
is a little heartbreaking. Um, it's hard for our seniors. That's who I felt bad for the most because you know, that's their last chance. So, um, you know, I wish I could go back and we could go to war with those guys a couple more times, but unfortunately we won't be able to. But, um, yeah, that's, that's it's, it's hard to deal with. Um, I think I'm past it now where I'm starting to get ready for next year, but it definitely hurt for a while. Now your teammate, Josh Dunn, just made his uh, NHL debut with the Columbus Blue Jackets. What was he like as a teammate, both on and off the ice? And just talk about your reaction when you found out he was going to the NHL. He's uh, he's a great guy off the ice. Nice guy you'll ever meet. Uh, really kind, would do anything for you. So he's a, he's a great guy. I liked him. He's been like a brother to me since day one. Um, on the ice. He's a specimen. <laughs> he's uh, you know, he's impossible to get off the puck, and he's he's NHL ready. And I'm not surprised he's playing there right now because I I noticed that from the first time I was on the ice with him that he's NHL ready, and oh, I was extremely happy for him just to see him get that call up. And I watched his first game, and he he looked great. He um, he's confident. And, you know, he, he looked a little nervous, but obviously that's expected. It's his first NHL game. But, you know, I think he was, he was making strong plays. And when he did have the puck, he was a little – he was confident, but also a little nervous. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question to you is, how do you balance both academics and hockey at such a high level? Uh, it's just time management. Um, just understanding that, you know, at some points in the day, hockey's going to come first. And when you're away from the rink, school's got to come first and you got to manage your time properly. What is your favorite TV show to binge watch? Oh, I've been on uh, Peaky Blinders lately. Been watching that a lot. Um, during the season, uh, I don't watch a lot of TV unless I find something really good. But uh, yeah, right now I'm on Peaky Blinders. Now, what music do you like to listen to before a game? Before a game, I uh, on the way to the rink, I like rap. Um, and then, you know, I just listen to whatever's on in the room. Um, I don't wear headphones or anything. So whatever's on in the room before the game, I'm up for. But on my way to the rink, I'll listen to rap. Now, who is the funniest teammate you have at Clarkson? Uh, Jordan Power, freshman last year. Hilarious. Can't, can't stop laughing when he's in the room. So, Besides yourself, who has the best style on the team? <laughs> I appreciate it, but um, um, that's a tough one. I'll go with uh, – I'll go with Chris Clack. He's got some interesting style. Um, sometimes they're a little bit crazy, but I'll take him. Now, final non-hockey question is, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's uh, – you know, he's funny. Everyone knows him, and I just, I just think it would be a fun di- uh, lunch or dinner or whatever um, we went out for, but – I think it'd be interesting just to, you know, pick his brain about his lifestyle, the NBA. I think it'd be really cool. 
So back to some hockey questions now. My first question to you is what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a Division One college hockey scholarship? Um, you know, obviously take care of your academics. School's important. Um, it's really important. So, you know, if you're in high school, just you know, don't slack off. Um, get ready for your exams. Take care of that aspect so you don't have to worry about it later down the line. And as far as hockey, just, you know, keep progressing every day. Um, your off seasons, it's a great time to get better, fix, you know, issues in your game, not issues per se, or, um, maybe areas that you can get better. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to work on my shots. So there's always areas for someone. Um, and that's the biggest takeaway I'd say. Now, what any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates? I know you've mentioned some of them throughout the interview, but if there's anyone you forgot to mention, feel free to shout them out now. No, I'll give a shout out to my uh, classmates, Matthew Gosselin, Anthony Romano, and Jordan Robert. Those guys are my brothers, my second brothers. Um, I go to war with those guys any day. So go check them out. Anthony Romano, Matthew Gosselin, Jordan Robert. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Dustin. I really appreciate it. Take care, stay safe, and good luck for the rest of this offseason. I look forward to watching you play next year. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. start to dry Even when the sun begins to shine again Taking all the advice there is